As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. Currently, you've probably heard me on a show called Screen Heroes, where we discuss movies and uh, TV shows about superhero, sci-fi, and a little bit of fantasy. Well, I love fantasy so much, I am starting a brand new podcast about fantasy television series. We are going to review these series in a bit more detail than what Screen Heroes usually does. We'll discuss multiple episodes for a whole continuous arc and then move on to another series. Spellbound will review shows, new shows like The Witcher, Good Omens, Carnival Row, and Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We're also going to look back at previous shows such as American Gods and Avatar The Last Airbender, Old miniseries from the 90s like Leprechauns and the Tenth Kingdom. And we're going to do a movie here and there. Maybe even a little bit of fantasy upcoming news. Who knows? You'll be able to follow Spellbound at SpellboundCast on Twitter for the latest fantasy news about the show, about the upcoming shows that we'll be discussing. You can also listen to us Fridays coming in September. Good morning, friends. You're tuned into episode 105 of Gamer Heroes, the weekly show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. My name is Cam Koenig. With me, as always, is my boy, Thomas Egan. Thomas, how you doing? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? Uh, I watched a four-hour Destiny lore video earlier. That's what I did. Hmm. That's how I'm doing. All right. Yeah. And you're, you survived to tell I the tale. really enjoyed it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we, uh, we have a guest today. Uh, Today we've got uh, Devino Hill joining us. Devino, how's it going? Hi, I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. I have some wonderful color-changing water, which I thought was Gatorade, but I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, every time Thomas gives me one of these glasses and puts water in it, I always think it's like that super sugary orange drink you always get. Uh, It's just (laughs) so good. But One of these times it will be. It'll it'll be like hummingbird juice. It'll be nectar. 
I can't wait to hear about that. (laughs) That sounds great. Like the time that Cam ruined the mic by spitting all over it. (laughs) This isn't water. How could you? I paid for it then. (laughs) Uh, So let's go ahead and get just started with what we have been playing. Uh, Who wants to start? Because I just have one this week. Uh, I'll start. Okay. um, So I'm not going to talk about WoW or Apex, which I... Sound the fucking alarm. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Nobody wants to hear me talk about that again. Um, I, I do actually want to hear about Apex next week because yes, I know that next new update's week. coming out and that seems cool. Yeah, I'm excited. So we record this on Monday. So this is the, what, the 30th? The 30th of September. 30th yes. tomorrow is the 1st, which means that is the start of the new season of Apex. Uh, with that, as far as I know, they they just, like two days ago, announced a, a new map or three days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been waiting for a new map. I yeah. felt like that was the biggest thing that they needed to do to upgrade like their... The thing, because it gets stale after just the same map, even yeah. if you do add new characters. Yeah, you, I heard still know all the uh, there was a rumor that I heard through people in the game. I don't know, you know, since I don't use Twitter that extensively, I don't hear most of the rumor mill. Um, so I also didn't know if there were whispers of this new map coming. I know that people really wanted it. You know, there have been changes to the map uh, every month or so with limited time events, mm-hmm. uh, which I think have been good. But also, you know, my buddies who played the game when when uh, you know picked it up when it first came out when they jump in now it's mostly the same it's you know they they recognize everything so i'm excited for a new map uh came with cool new cinematic we're gonna see the new uh the new character released as well there's a he's got his own like four or five minute backstory video it might not even be that long it's a cool little animated short um and you can spot him in the game that was kind of cool i i didn't read online anywhere that you could find him in the game uh but i went and found this log that an audio log it's the only one in the game that's existed uh that has wraith saying something in uh like so wraith was one of the characters was spotlighted she got her own cool animated short recently uh if you haven't checked that out go do that um so that came out and then there was this in-game event that was focused around her and so in this lab that you can now find there's a hidden room that you have to break the door down for and you go back there and i found an audio log and it basically what it is is uh you hear her speaking and you find out that she used to be the wraith used to be uh the person in charge of the project where she got experimented on she's basically saying man i really hope we find some test subjects soon because if we don't I'm going to have to do this myself. And then when, you know, knowing what you know from watching the short, that did not work out well for her oh. at all. Real bad. Uh, but that was cool to discover that lore in game because that's the only time they've had that, had anything like that fleshed out within the confines of the game. It, most of the time it's, um, you know, just something online, like a, a short. But uh, yeah, that was cool. Anyway, I was showing somebody else that. And I, apparently when you're discovering that audio log, if you turn to the side you can look through this window and you can see this character moving. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, d- damn, that's the dude in the other short that I just watched. <laughs> this uh, cool hacker guy. He's got a robot that flies around. Um, I The stuff I've heard that he can do, I'm not sure if it's official, so I don't want to um, you know, set anybody wrong, but I will find out tomorrow. I, I assume he'll yeah. he'll be out. It looks like he'll be out tomorrow when the uh That, that seems drops. to be what I've seen from like the marketing stuff they've had around that i guess we are talking about apex this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's all i have okay, to say okay, cool. uh because that 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 comes out tomorrow tuesday that yeah. you know the episode this episode releases wednesday so mm. that will have already yeah, dropped really just bad timing honestly <laughs> Man, that's just that's just how I mean, it this goes is all news to me i haven't been following oh, apex okay, for a while cool. so i'm glad that you <laughs> said all that because now i'm excited to get back into it yeah i i'm really excited too it kind of looked like they were using a new gun in it 
which would check out. They haven't released a new gun in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to check that out, and we will talk about that next week. Right Sounds now, good. it's still the same fun game. I will say, I hit level 100 in my battle pass. I've never hit one. I've never like maxed Is that out. Max out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I've never done that in any of these like seasons of a game before. Of course, Apex is my first battle royale, so I've never really. You know, I'm still pretty new to all this. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. I, I maxed it all out. It just means I got a bunch of cool looking stuff. But um, congratulations! Yeah, it, it's exciting. I feel like there's a lot of variety that, to that game now with the challenges, um, just incentivizing you to try out different weapons and different characters and stuff, which is good because otherwise I just play the, Watson, the French uh, engineer, all the time. She's awesome. Um, anyway, that game's great. We'll talk about it next week. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I could talk about Strictly Casual, our, our meetup. Um, uh, so if you are if you live in Kansas City, uh, once a month on a Wednesday, you can check our social media. We have our uh, monthly meetup. It used to be weekly. Now it's monthly, so it's more of an occasion. We had a bunch of people show up. It was fun. That and was, I had so many different games, like yeah, different types of games, too. Totally. Not Dude, just, there were yeah. so many games. So, um, Cam, you brought Rock Band. Yeah. That was so much fun. Yeah, that was I, pretty I sweet. Keep forgetting that people fucking love Rock Band. And also, shout out to the people that gave me money to buy me songs. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty cool setup. Please people keep doing that. Because that means <laughs> I don't have to buy them. Dude, yeah, to be able to... Please don't add the link below. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My PayPal is... Cam's Rock Band. <laughs> so we had Rock Band going. Um, we had a Dreamcast there with fighting games on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, meant I didn't to play, see that. yeah. So he'll be back. Is that what they were playing the fight sticks on? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. the fact that uh, those fight sticks ha- have adapters that are compatible to be able to play those old fighters on there—that's pretty cool. They're using Especially for a Dreamcast. That's such a unique port. Yeah, totally. And they're they're PS4 yeah. fight sticks. So like, man, I mean, that's a testament to to how into the scene fighting game players are because oh, it's yeah, it's 100%. not just the players; it's the developers. It, I mean, people make all sorts of products specifically for this like they're like do you want to play a game that's 20 years old perfect you can use whatever stick you own doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> melee <laughs> no yeah totally like they keep putting out gamecube controllers and for smashbox every thing? single yeah yep. for every single like new system with a smash they're just like hey here's a gamecube adapter i'm like okay cool yeah so you guys can keep like doing that like a tower want. of power like right mm-hmm. <laughs> So there's that. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing Power Stone next month. That's one of the only fighting games I ever really played growing up. I can uh, bring that. Uh, well, I mean, Rayshawn will have it all the same, but I won't stop oh, that's you. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, he'll have the system. Never existed, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I never knew that game was four player. I only played with my one friend. We played one on one. So four player sounds insane. And I'm really looking forward to playing that. Uh, so there's that. Somebody brought uh, Castle Crashers for the Switch. Uh, we had Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I will say, we were playing on a TV that wasn't that big. It was a pretty small TV. Pretty, It's a pretty yeah. small TV. We were on split screen, and I really struggled to see any, like, fine print Shout or fine details. Shout gaming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't thrilled with that, but also we were on a small monitor. Um, that's definitely not the screen you'd play split, split screen on at home. So... I can't really blame them. Like, this was definitely not the ideal situation or certainly the standard uh, situation to be playing split screen in. Sure. Uh, but th- that seemed fine. Um, I think I'm glad I didn't buy it, not because there's anything wrong with the game, but I- I've just never been super hot on uh, on Borderlands, and I don't think this is going to change my mind. If I have a chance to play sometime, you know, somebody brings it, I'll probably play it again, but 
um, it, it was nice to have an opportunity to try that out without having to spend any money. Sure. Yeah. I feel like that's fair. It, it's a very Borderlands game. If you already <laughs> feel a certain way about Borderlands, it's totally. not going to change. Yeah. And yeah. I'll look on a it lot of all. what I have seen from people who I know personally who've played a whole lot of three and played a whole lot of the other ones and a lot of the review stuff, it's just like, it's more of it. If you're into that, great. If you're not, just it's not going to do anything special. Shout out to that guy that just sped by the house. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> there we go. Sponsored by. Please donate to the link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was a good time. So I barely played anything, actually, besides Rock Band and Borderlands. Mm-hmm. But that was that's a pretty good problem to have. That, oh, that totally. there, there was too much to play. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, um, because, you know, Carlos was on the show last week. He talked about Untitled Goose Game. He bought the game with, uh, with him, brought it with him. Uh, and I played some there. As a result, I bought the game on Sunday. Excellent. And uh, I actually didn't even play it. I handed it off to my friend Christina and watched her play for like an hour and a half, probably. Mm-hmm. Worth. That was great. Like, that was just yeah. some quality game viewing time. <laughs> really. <laughs> I, th- it was, I think it was like 15 bucks or something. Yeah, the game's, it's, I think it's 15 for maybe the next few days or something. It's normally 20, but they yeah. launched it at a discount. It's either like 15 or 25% off. Mm-hmm. Uh is that across all platforms, or is it just on the Switch? Uh, Switch, I th- PC, I believe. I know it's yeah. not on PS4 or Xbox. Yeah, it's just Switch I mean, the and deal. PC, I think. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. But uh game's pretty cool. Uh, there was It was just a nice, fun... Well, for us, it was Sunday fun day. You get together and relax. You know, it was perfect for that. Because uh, I didn't really want to play it. I actually had WoW pulled up on my laptop. <laughs> uh, Fucking nerd. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but watching that was just a great experience. The sound design in that game, man, is it's rad. It's so silly because anytime you're being extra mischievous, like if if a human has spotted you, it has all the it has this piano that's really like stumbly and great and goofy. Oh, that's so good. Dude, it's really great. Like I think <laughs> like the music is almost my favorite part of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know that's saying a lot because the. The visuals of it are great. The the way the goose waddles is really great, um, and even some of the puzzles and all this stuff. They, I mean, they made us like laugh out loud a lot. Um, that game looks really, really funny. And I was I was watching Carlos play it at our meetup, and it, he was basically <laughs> like trying to trick this person to like go into this garage. So he like grabbed this piece of like grabbed this vegetable from the stuff she was trying to sell and like just carried it into the garage and she like chased it and followed him and the the goose on the way out just like pulled the string and like fucking locked her in the garage <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious and then you just sit there and honk at her yep. for like an hour <laughs> Dude, and that, that honk, honk is really good <laughs> it's a good honk it is so uh i ended up to, to complete my apex battle pass i have two tvs in my living room so on one uh I was watching, um, I wouldn't say duck game. I called, okay, actually, I I posted it in the Facebook group the other day. I posted this meme that's funny. It's like the cat meme, you know, with a woman pointing and the cat. And I titled it Untitled Duck Meme. And I didn't realize that for like a week. And I was like, man, you guys are way too nice. Not one person corrected me on this. I thought about it. Yeah, I I, I missed it. And then the moment you corrected it, I'm like, oh shit, I think that did say duck. Yeah. This fucking idiot over here. Yeah, look at me. Uh, So Christina's playing on that. And uh, I'm on Apex on you know mike with uh with my buddy and so i'm telling him you know what's going on in, in goose game and uh you know when he was getting ready to leave he's like all right see you thomas you know see you lizzie and you know my girlfriend says like bye and uh he, he goes see you christina and then you hear <laughs> <laughs> so that was good 
Oh, that's awesome. I, I have to get that game. I it sounds really like so much fun. want to yeah, play Goose Game. If you look at that game and you think it's for you, then it's for you. Great. It's, it's for me then. Yeah. I can't wait to y'all got some bread, somebody. You know <laughs> That's basically the whole game. Like I, I watched a clip of somebody on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, it was they just captioned it like, Where is your God now? And they were just like standing around this child cowering in fear, just wings out honking for like a minute straight. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that God. that game is a very good time. It it really is like that that's spe- the specific kind of game that if you think it's for you, then it is. If you don't, right. then it's not. You know, say with Borderlands, you can pretty much like mm-hmm. look at it at a glance and whatever your first thought is, that's, you know, that's your decision. Yeah, definitely recommend that game. The the funny games are really hitting the spot for me right now. Yeah. It's a good time. Yes, yeah. we need it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Devi, what you been playing? Mario Kart Tour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like I said, I would recommend the... Uh, gyros, the gyro controls over the tap to slide. Uh, mm-hmm. That's personally me, though, because for me, it's kind of clumsy for me to be tapping and try to use an item with, like, the second finger or whatever. Yeah, that yeah, would like, fingers. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. It's it's definitely a lot easier to turn and tap than it is to tap and tap. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. It, it's, like, it gets really crowded on the limited screen space that you have, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I've also been playing um, a lot of Castle Crashers. Nice. Uh, because the remastered Switch version. It's like, great. great uh, game. Before the meetup, actually leveled up all of the, the knights uh, to level 17 because I didn't anticipate anybody having the game there. Mm-hmm. So I wanted everybody oh, to yeah. get that, like, you know, in game, well, half mid game experience mm-hmm. where they're not powerful, like too powerful, sure. but powerful enough to where it's satisfying to play instead of just juggling enemies across the screen, across the right. horizon. You yeah, know? Or just yeah. not doing anything at all. Right. Or right. just the adventure timing it where you just walk through the dungeon with your super OP friend and just yeah. get all the experience that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've done that a whole lot in that game. Uh, yeah. That's about it. Uh, besides not, I mean, playing Smash in my downtime uh, yeah. for <laughs> Ultimate because, you know, they just released all the DLC, the Sons and all that whatnot, which I'm sure you guys talked about uh, before. Not um, really, actually. We didn't uh, really talk yeah. about Smash a whole lot here. Uh, really? Which is a bummer because, like, I love Smash, but not for a lot of the, like, Hyper like competitive play to get better play because I'm like really good at it, but I really like it. Like just the as... too legit to quit squad. That's <laughs> right. I, I like it. Uh, my favorite thing about Smash is really just kind of all like the love and care that they put into just that game is kind of this big almost like hall of fame of video games that they kind of present it as. Like uh, I, I've never I I have tried a whole lot to like finish Undertale, and whenever they're like, oh hey, Sans is going to be a like a DLC like. Uh, me gunner costume I'm like okay cool that's that's really neat oh it comes with a song i'll buy it like i'm really yeah. into just like it as a musical collection not only a song the song right that game. Yeah. the song, the song that everybody knows from undertale it put Dude, the game you know on what, that pretty much. Also, that i still have not seen hot, that song like, real talk oh, that remix, oh yeah that remix is good it's good, it's it's good. Direct, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still have not seen that game, uh, that song in the game of Undertale because I still haven't finished the playthrough of where that shows up. Yeah. So it's crazy that I I've beaten that game twice and still never seen the most famous song and the first song I ever heard from that <laughs> soundtrack. Just what a what a goofy thing. But I I do find that funny that uh, that not that even that the game is so prolific, which it is, but that that song is so prolific. Totally. Even though there are people who've never it's, played it's Undertale and like, they're like, hell kind yeah. of like. Uh, the way I've had it, the way I kind of describe it to people is you think about Megalovania, which is the song in question. I don't know if we actually named it yet, uh, as kind of the like nerd group, like stairway to heaven, where like if you have like somebody who is 
I've seen a lot of people who are musicians that play a lot of like video game covers. They're always just like, I'm going to play Megalovania on as many instruments as possible. Yep. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I respect it. That's fucking awesome. Dude, I think there are more... I mean, I, this is half hyperbole, but only halfway. I feel like Megalovania and the Undertale soundtrack may be the most covered... Well, across different genres, one of the most covered uh, video game soundtracks of all time. I know, like, Zelda and Mario have been around for ages, but boy, have I found a lot of... I would say, like, It relative... was an exponential resurgence in, like, game covers. It was, like, a whole... Every time you go to, like, the website to see if there's anything new... Megalovania cover. Megalovania right. cover. Right. Yep. On the hurdy-gurdy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have one of those anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> playing Megalovania on the harpsichord. <laughs> Yeah, and I think definitely relative to the amount of time that it, that game has been out, for sure. Yeah. But I think that also is just kind of, this game came out in the internet age. Like, yeah. Mario has not always been like that and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. It's something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I have been playing a little game by the name of, let's see if I can get the whole title because it's a long one. Dragon <laughs> Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lol. For the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. No. For the Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. So oh, I've been, my I, I picked that up. Uh, like you kind of said earlier with Goose Game, like this is very much a game that if you know you will love it, you will fucking love it. Uh, and I fucking love this game. I picked it up Friday. Uh, I played the demo a little bit before that because the demo for this game is 10 hours long. Like, oh, it is, wow. it is, well, the game is like 120 hours long. Um, so it's like a good, so you know, 12th of Sounds the game. Standard for I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a JRPG. It's a JRPG. I was trying to say a phrase, but I fucked up there. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I played the demo for a little bit and then my pre order because I picked this up with one of my vouchers. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, the pre order like, went live and all that stuff. The demo lets you carry your save over because it's a JRPG. Oh, that's I nice. do not want to replay the first 10 hours of that game. It would make me never want to play it. Yeah. Uh, and so I carried <laughs> that over, and then I just started playing it Friday night after I got off of work. And then Sunday night, I checked my playtime, and it was 22 hours. <laughs> so I played that game for 22 hours this weekend. Nice. Uh, it was great. That game's great. Um 
I don't know if you have you guys uh, have either of you guys played a Dragon Quest game. Uh, my first one was for the DS. I think it was Sentinels of the Starry Skies, number nine. I think that was yes. it. Yes, yeah, yeah, and okay. it had character customization, which is the first thing that draws me into any game, because I will spend literally a day making my character. This does not have that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, nine does. I'm talking about Yeah, nine. 11 yeah, yeah. does not, yeah. Uh, is 11, okay, the one yeah. you're talking about. But uh, that's the one that I've played. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so uh, you're, you're familiar with it. Just it, It's pretty much like the story with those games never does anything like really special. It's just kind of generic JRPG fare, but you're kind of really drawn into that for, like, it... I don't want to say exactly what you'd expect, but that's kind of what you get here. But it's done really, really well. Like, they are... Like, the Dragon Quest series is really kind of the first JRPG. Uh, and Really? Like, it, yeah. They they have been around for forever. Uh, Dragon Warrior, the first one came out on the NES, or really the Famicom, whatever, if you live in Japan. But, uh, yeah, this, this game just does, like, your typical JRPG turn-based combat stuff where you have your turn-based combat and it's your turn then the enemy's turn there's like no real weakness system in place or anything it's very much like you have your spells you have your attacks they do mp you have hp like it, exactly what you would kind of expect it's very stereotypical because they like created this formula uh it's a really comforting game because it's like got this like tinge of positivity on it without like laying it on too thick because like it doesn't have to like get really dark or anything like the like story bits that I've seen up to the point that I'm at right now where let's see you have like some shit goes down and there's some bad things happening to you and your crew and in a lot of other games they would kind of lean into that whole dark aspect and this one it's just like oh well something happens and everything's all right and it's kind of a really nice thing to see considering how kind of heavy-handed a lot of games have been lately uh, this game is really comforting, and I think it knows that. Hmm. Um, everything is, like, super streamlined. I don't know if there is a... Uh, I don't know if some of these features are new for the Definitive Edition, because I didn't play the base one on PS4. I was, like, explicitly waiting for this one to come out. But you have, like... Uh, you can change the battle speed. So I just have my battle speed set to very fast, so that kind of, like, speeds up that grind a little bit. Um, there's a lot of nice stuff where like even your party members that are like set in standby don't actually they don't get like half experience I think I think they just get full experience with everyone so you don't have to like spend a bunch of extra time swapping people out to like level so, them up so tell me about that so you, we have probably have three people in combat I imagine you can have four people in combat it's really like your character who is a silent protagonist because of course he is that's Dragon Quest is where Hero from Smash is yes. from right yes, yes. okay yes. Yes. and that's... specifically like the one that they announced in that trailer is from Eleven yeah, okay. They, they the fire. They game. fire emblem. Announced him. Like, yeah, here's our new game totally. with a new character, but Smash Bros. He's in Smash right, Bros. Right. <laughs> You'll play him there first. Like. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know anything about Dragon Quest except for the picture of those characters, the different mm -hmm. variations of that hero. Yeah. Um, I've seen that on the internet before, and that's straight up all my knowledge. Right. It, it like the story for those games is really nothing special. It's usually just like an evil has befallen this great kingdom, and you are the lone hero that can go save them. Like it's classic. Almost every single game is exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really the characters that bring the game forward. You know, sure. they always have really memorable yeah. characters. Yeah, and I've only actually ever played the 3D ones, which is eight, and really this one I never played. Was it nine on the yes. test? Nine. I, I didn't. I didn't touch nine. I wanted to, but I think I just missed it. Um, but the definitive edition has this special feature where 
first of all, they brought in the like full symphonic soundtrack, which the original game did not have, which is fucking gorgeous. Um, and it plays a whole cool. lot, and it's just really, really beautiful and wonderful and pretty, and I love it, and I never turn it off. But you can also play the entire game in 2D in the style of the older Dragon Warrior games. Hmm. So like an old ass like NES or Super Nintendo JRPG, like with the sprites and everything and the battle system like looking exactly like that. They built the entire game to be played like that, which is very cool. Uh, There's some extra content as well that I've been going through and finding that is only playable in 2D. And I haven't I don't think it means as much to me because I don't have a history with the series. But like some of the character names that pop out, I've known because they've been mainstays in the other games. And I think you're like revisiting different points in time in the Dragon Quest universe, which I think is hmm. really fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like Throwbacks. what they did with um, Fire Emblem Awakening, where they came out with DLC, mm-hmm. um, where you can explore like chapters of the past games uh, in the new like environment upgraded. That's pretty cool. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds, yeah, it cool. sounds a whole yeah. lot like that. Uh, so I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's going to be really hard for me to juggle that and fucking Destiny coming out tomorrow, but we're going to see what happens. So, oh boy, <laughs> good lord! Oh man, Cam, you got your work cut out for I you. I do. I really do. I have one game that doesn't end, and one that's like at least another hundred hours. <laughs> so it will never end. Just I'm okay, thinking about I playing Medieval this both month of too. So like fucking you, which one? Lord, medieval. Medieval. That's a PlayStation remake. Oh, with uh, Sir Dan. Yeah, yeah the skeleton. Dan, uh, I forgot that was coming out. Yeah, that's like this month. <laughs> oh. This oh, month that? as of the episode going live. That's right. This I remember because when they made the announcement, I was like, ooh, spoopy. You yeah, know? I'm, like, I'm like one of five <laughs> people excited for that game. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into a couple of news items that I wanted to go over here real quick. So I quit rambling about Dragon Quest. Uh, so they announced the release date for The Last of Us Part Two this past week, which is December... Not December, excuse me. February 21st, 2020, which kind of lined up with a lot of the rumors that went around. Um, But a thing that came out about that that people seemed really down on, and it was was the fact that they were like, hey, there's not going to be multiplayer. This game is purely single-player only, which is a little bit of a departure from, like, recent Naughty Dog, but also the... I don't know if you guys played a whole lot of any of the multiplayer of the first one. I haven't. Uh, I did. I liked it. It was rough. Yes. So did did you play The Last of Us? Yes. Okay. So the multiplayer was it, it had that kind of same tension and like brutality and like scarcity of resources that the main game had but there mm-hmm. was this kind of meta game around your character where you linked your Facebook profile and it would pull in names of people on your friends list and you had to basically throughout each match you had to accomplish different objectives to basically get supplies to feed your camp and feed the survivors who were your friends So you basically were encouraged to play certain ways or, like, go for certain objectives or, like, go for certain items or do certain things in different, like, multiplayer matches depending on what your particular, like, personal camp needed to keep your people alive. So they can be pretty tough. it, It was very tough. Like, I never... There was, like an end point where it, like, capped off and I never got remotely close to it. I feel like I never even just got guy anywhere near that mm. because you you would get higher up and it's not like a rank in call of duty or a standard game where you're climbing a ladder and, and like prestiging and things like that yeah uh instead you've just got that number that's growing and the number didn't seem to really do anything right i mean i think it's just so i, I think bragging so. rights yeah so you could just ignore it and that would be that 
but the idea is that you get harder and harder challenges to complete in the game and you can sometimes choose if i'm remembering correctly um say you know you'd finish a game and it would be like oh an event is starting for you you get to you know something bad is about to happen you get to choose one of three objectives that you personally want to complete um and how well you do on that is going to affect you know what happens sometimes it's like hey you're uh, like this is a good thing like uh you found survivors and you need to collect enough blah 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 to be able to feed them and so depending on how well you do you'll get a boost to your camp so if you don't do very well you'll get you know a small boost if you do very well you get a big boost in another event it will say hey there's a really bad disease and if you only do you know a little small objective you only lose like a pretty big amount of your camp and if you you know uh if you just completely blow it if you don't complete a single thing it'll be like get nine revives or something which is hard uh but i only got two so i didn't even reach the first tier it'll be like if you did three you know three six or nine whatever so anyway if you don't even hit the first tier it'll be like oh you lost everyone died yeah and at that point you really just kind of start over like it was this really neat and punishing it essentially was like the gameplay of the last of us mixed with oregon trail yeah, that's in, a, in a that's weird way. It's a good way. It was something that, that I had. Yeah. It was something I had never seen anybody do before, and I don't think I've really seen anybody do since. Yeah, and I know a lot of people like that was their favorite part of that game. Like, obviously, the single player story is very compelling. Like, their Naughty Dog is good at what they do, but the multiplayer really drew in a whole lot of people. And like, I can really understand their disappointment whenever they're like, "Hey, we're not doing another one," because I know a lot yeah. of people were so hyped about the announcement because they wanted to see where they kind of took that in the future. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I remember when the first Last of Us two teaser came out. Uh, my buddy Colin, who I play Apex with, we were like, "Hey, we used to play that game. Let's reinstall it and jump in the multiplayer." And we did. And I really had a good time with that game. But boy, it's got issues. Just stuff where it's like, "Oh no, I you know I was trying to vault over this thing and it got stuck, and then I just brutally died, and oh. it was totally unforgiving." Um, and and just other other things that could have been polished that just never were it reminds me of uh the mass effect 3 multiplayer love the hell out of it but boy they did not polish that thing at all yeah, uh, so and that translated over to andromeda too because the multiplayer on that one was just uh, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. i don't know if i play the multiplayer in the last of us though i'm so emotional like if any of my friends like if they're my friends yeah that no, just it, makes it, it worse it'll, it'll say their names so, which is yeah, wild it'll it's say, like this person died I'm i would like, literally fuck. cry no. like, i'm almost crying right now just thinking about it like, yeah no it's, <laughs> yeah. it's some heavy stuff well if you want to check it out it's free on playstation plus for the month of october um just donate uh, to the following is, link no. wait the last of us is yeah oh last wow it's remastered oh, um, uh okay. wow okay everyone go play that right now i know there's a lot of people who are just like fuck it let's pack the servers i'm like all right cool let's do yeah. it like that sounds fun it's yeah it's fun it's just a little rough around the edges uh i yeah i thought that was super novel i will say uh the thing that i will never forget about that game is for a multiplayer game that used silence in a, right. in a tense way that i've never seen it, in it any other game. like it they managed to find i was really concerned whenever they announced this game when it's like hey there's gonna be multiplayer i'm like oh, oh. I don't know about that uh but no like it's very it, it's sometimes even more tense than the single player stuff where you do have like your listen and you can like hear people walk around but like for the most part most of that match is incredibly quiet and very like tense until like the last like thirty seconds of a match where people like finally see each other and just like everything just pops Explodes. off, and <laughs> yeah. then there's like one person left. 
Yeah, it's uh, a lot. Because even even in the multiplayer, um, you, you could craft every. You could run around and you could pick up boxes which had supplies in them, and you could craft stuff. So if you wanted to craft smoke, you could do that. If you wanted to craft a you know a board with a nail in it or a, a med kit or whatever a, a, a bomb. Yeah, you could craft all this stuff and you could custom do it and you could um, there are loadouts so you can make it so like oh my guy uh, revives people twice as fast or. Every time I craft something, I have an opportunity to... You can gift people stuff you make. And this perk is like, when you gift somebody, you, it might gift them an extra one of those. Oh, so really if cool. you give away items, you're actually creating extra items for your teammate. Um, so lots of cool things like that. Uh, you know, it gave me the option to play a support character in that game. And I wasn't expecting that to be something the multiplayer offered. Uh, but yeah, we could keep talking about it. But uh, there's just a lot of clever stuff. Um It'd be cool if they... Well, so I will say, I'll probably be interested in whatever they So, yeah, have. so not the end of the story yet. Uh, they recently just came out with an update for it, uh, where they were like, hey, we hear you, we understand, you guys are really fucking bummed about there being no multiplayer. We just wanted to, like... I'll, I'll read you the exact statement here. Um, uh, do... You want a second here? I know this is great. All of that's the official statement. So from Naughty Dog's Twitter, uh, we wanted to address multiplayer in The Last of Us Part 2. As we've stated, the single-player campaign is far and away the most ambitious project Naughty Dog has ever undertaken. Likewise, as development began on the evolution of our factions mode from The Last of Us Part 1, which is the multiplayer, uh, the vision of the team grew beyond an additional mode can be included with our enormous single-player campaign. Wanting to support both visions, we made the difficult choice that The Last of Us Part 2 would not include an online mode. However, you will eventually experience the fruits of our team's online ambition, but not as part of The Last of Us Part 2. When and where it will be realized is still to be determined, but, re- but rest assured, we are as big of a fan as factions as the rest of our community, and we are excited to share more when it's ready. So, so it sounds uh, like they are going to do like some kind of standalone thing? That's, that's kind yeah. of exactly what I'm thinking. Hmm. So, which I, I'd totally be here for. Like, I, I really enjoyed that multiplayer. I would totally love to just like hang out with people and just be cripplingly depressed and watch your friends <laughs> die. You know, oh, that sounds no. great. <laughs> well, I'm glad they're just taking the time yeah. out of it, like, to make sure, first of all, their core experience in, right. like, the part two is, sure. like, the best that it can be. Absolutely. Yeah. And then they don't want to, like, shoehorn in, like, another, like, a multiplayer mode like they did with um, um, Uncharted, mm-hmm. uh, which was... People okay. liked it, but yeah, yeah. I, I, like it. I mean, saying. I liked watching liked it. it because you know they like to brag about ooh headshot, but like you know, sure, like I never liked like, the shooting like doing... in those games at right. all. Right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I think that's really neat. I'm excited to see whatever that ends up being. Um, and I mean, yeah, like the first game's servers are still online. Go play that; it's really good. Uh, so what, what do you what do you think that like? Let's speculate here. What do you think? that would be do you do you think uh if it was a standalone title what do you think that standalone title would look like would it be a multiplayer only 40 dollar release where it's just a kick-ass you know a factions thing where it's like a survival uh you know using those challenges that we saw before you know kind of build up your clan maybe there's like something external to the just the fighting maybe there's some other mode in it that's like i think there there could be something like that like i i, I think you would have to kind of definitely figure out a way that remains kind of tasteful to the source material just because like if they want to really like bring home how just kind of heavy and fucked up all of this feels like you're only doing this really because you have to Mm -hmm. then i think you can't do the traditional model of like oh well my gun's purple and sparkles you know like that, (laughs) that would just look really bad yeah um man i i there was 
a lot of people talking about the idea of like definitely smaller in scale, but like something like a like a Last of Us Factions battle royale where it's just like you're just like on the map, but you don't know where anyone else is. And it's just like that tension is just everywhere and you are just like fighting to survive. I think mm-hmm. that could be really cool. I think it'd be interesting without gunplay. Like if they can, you can only use just like man or what you call analog weapons, like bows and mm-hmm. knives and things like that. Because once a fire, like a gunfire breaks out, right, yeah. then you know where everything is. Exactly. So yeah. it would yeah. ruin the tension and the immersion in that for that case. I, 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 think, I don't think we need another battle royale. Another one. Sure. Well, I, okay. Imagine if it was like this. So it functioned like a battle royale. But imagine it's like the uh, what Kane and Lynch, right? Mm-hmm. Where everybody's on the same team. Like uh, it, it's you know that one is robbers versus cops, right? Until it's also robbers versus robbers, where you have the decision to make that. What if instead of robbers and, and cops, it was you've got all the humans, you've got the scavengers, and then you've got, you know, sort of a horde mode, a beast mode, uh, where you've got somebody who starts as a zombie, and maybe there are AI zombies walking around as well, so, you know, the one person isn't just on their own. But imagine if, you know, it's the people with limited, you know, scarce resources versus an infected, you know, uh, a clicker. And over time, people would get infected, and as resources get more and more scarce, the humans can be like, well, um, we're going to fight each other now. You know, I would love to see something like that, because then there would always be this tension of, like, am I about to be betrayed by somebody? You know, do I want to even go near people, even though there's strength in numbers, or do I just want to, you know, try to survive on my own out here, even though it's way more dangerous? Um, you know, there... I feel like there are a lot of opportunities to make a battle royale style game that's not people parachuting from the sky. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, and and with how innovative the factions mode in the first game was, uh, you know, I'm pulling this out of thin air here. I'm making all this stuff up about the Kane and Lynch stuff, but uh, you know, we've got a lot of creative people making a lot of projects, and and if Naughty Dog is taking out their multiplayer to make it for what sounds like a standalone thing, I wouldn't be surprised if they really throw a curveball at it no i, I completely agree um, I, I really like the the asymmetrical aspect of that just that hypo, like hypothetical thing right there mm, i really like that i think that would be a lot of fun for sure yeah, yeah. give it to me yeah no I'm, that, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be happy i'm i'm really excited uh for for the game for everything we're gonna see that we do know about as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast that's indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love watching that trailer. That trailer was great. Um, Man. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready really for them. hyped for that game. I'm really ready for them to just break me emotionally. Yes, do it. I'm ready. I want them to break me physically. Like I want the game to physically launch itself out of my system and then just wow. like hit me. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, like, just like cut you in half or something. Just cut out the middleman. No, yeah, no, great. like visual emotional trauma. Just yeah. like hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so in the interest of time, we'll go ahead and just get on to releases coming out this week. Uh, so we've got 80 Days hitting Switch uh, tomorrow, October 1st. Uh, Destiny 2 Shadow Keep launches on PC, PS4, and Xbox One tomorrow. Fuck yes. Um, <laughs> I could get into that, but we will be here for hours. Uh, Sniper Elite 3 Ultimate Edition comes to Switch on October 1st, which is Tuesday. Uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on the 4th, which I think is Friday. Is that Friday? Uh, I think that's Friday. Yes. I could yes, look at a calendar, is. but... Uh, yeah, it is, because tomorrow, uh, Tuesday is the 1st. Uh, on the 3rd, we have NeoCab dropping for Switch and PC, as well as Paranoia, Happiness is Mandatory for PC. I love that name. It's a good name. It's a really good name. Uh, and then Ghostbusters the Video Game Remastered comes to PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One on the 4th as well. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah, this, it's, it's a good week. It's been a good week in video games for like the past month, and it's, it has no signs of stopping, and that's yeah. fucking awesome. And then we're coming into the holiday season where stuff's going to go on sale, so everything you haven't played yet this year. God, it's not even November yet. No. Oh, gosh. Fuck. My it's is bare, not well, ready. To, as of today, it's not even October yet. You're right. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of games ahead of us. Uh, I've seen people say online that the Ghost Recon stuff is is doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys down our in our community played the early access um on i think pc i want to say yeah that sounds right i think it was part of you play plus or whatever yeah yeah uh he seems to that be actually real hot has on benefits it. apparently yeah <laughs> apparently yeah oh, okay uh so yeah that sounds cool i'm I don't, i'm not actually interested in buying that game but i'm excited to see people uh into the shooters that aren't just call of duty right right yeah. you know ghost recon's always had especially with wildlands i feel like there was just this like niche of people who really enjoy like what it provides and it seems to be uh kind of scratching that same edge for a lot of people so yeah i'm glad we have some variety there uh tom clancy that whole genre the 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 franchise yeah the clancyverse um this is just a coincidence but it's real silly that uh i work a construction job and i've met more people who like when video games casually came up which does not happen very often but when it does i've had more people in trades around me mentioned the tom clancy games ghost recon and all this stuff more than any other game like literally any other game not fortnite not mm-hmm. call of duty tom clancy and i'm like i don't know what's in the water around here <laughs> but you guys love this stuff uh and th- i just always remember that i was like in in my daily life i know a couple guys you know but whatever it was about the people i was around so um yeah i'm really glad that there's variety out there um that and that this game is good and not just another one of those um you know wildland seemed to do some unique things with it's like open world and squad stuff yeah people really like 
Wildlands, I don't think, made as big of a splash as they anticipated, but the people who really stuck around with it really, really liked it. And I think that's been true of a lot of Ubisoft stuff lately. Like, look at fucking Rainbow Six Siege. Like, oh, that, that game, game community is just... Yeah. They're... It's it's really cool to see, like, because that game is years old by this point, and it did not have a good launch, and they just did what Ubisoft has done for the past few years, really, of just, all right, we're just going to fix it slowly and make it better, and people really, really like that they game. Really like, it's still it. one of the more popular games being played now, and that game's technically old, but they keep remaking, like, a lot of the systems. They just it's, keep coming out with stuff. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. That's what support for a game is supposed to be like. Just improvements. Improvements that the community will love and, and they and it's fast. They come out frequent. That's what that is. Dude, shout that, out to Destiny 2. Uh, and shout out to uh, RuneScape. We, you were the one who originally uh, told me about it, but another guy I was working with, uh, he just picked up RuneScape on Classic. Uh, cool maybe RuneScape. on his phone, actually. I'm not sure. Yeah, you can play on phone. Uh, but the same way I just picked up WoW Classic, um, he's been jumping back into that, you know, the old, the same, the same game. But they keep updating it with all the, like, hey, community, what do you want? You know, we want this. Are They're, you like, sure? actively developing content develop for, it, like, yeah. RuneScape, but, like, it looks like from 2007. It's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and take a quick break here, and then we will get into our main topic of what our favorite games are for the year. Hello, everyone. This is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. Currently, you've probably heard me on a show called Screen Heroes, where we discuss movies and uh, TV shows about superhero, sci-fi, and a little bit of fantasy. Well, I love fantasy so much, I am starting a brand new podcast about fantasy television series. We are going to review these series in a bit more detail than what Screen Heroes usually does. We'll discuss multiple episodes for a whole continuous arc and then move on to another series. Spellbound will review shows, new shows like The Witcher, Good Omens, Carnival Row, and Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We're also going to look back at previous shows such as American Gods and Avatar The Last Airbender, old miniseries from the 90s like Leprechauns and The Tenth Kingdom, and we're going to do a movie here and there, maybe even a little bit of fantasy upcoming news. Who knows? You'll be able to follow Spellbound at SpellboundCast on Twitter for the latest fantasy news about the show, about the upcoming shows that we'll be discussing. You can also listen to us Fridays, coming in September. Hey, we're back. Uh, so I thought it'd be fun to just kind of, I don't know, bullshit for the next however long this segment goes about just what our favorite games have been so far up to this point. Uh, for the year 2019, because as we kind of talked about a little bit off mic during the break, there's games that came out this year that I forgot came out this year. Yeah. Uh, like Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, so long ago, Yeah, right? It feels man, like forever, it, but it took 10 years to come out, so that's probably why oh it feels God, like it came out forever, because we've been watching I, videos on it for <laughs> since childhood. I was, like, right. pretty positive on that game whenever it came out and I finished it, but I think it was just a lot of emotion of trying to finally get to play it but man the long the further removed i am from that game i i don't think it's going to crack my top 10 of the year it was I, definitely pretty it, but i it think it should have just been pretty, called sword goes to disneyland uh, yeah and like a lot of that <laughs> stuff had kind of nothing to do with anything happening in the plot like it was very so like i watched a speed run after i finished it and the speed run i'm like okay well it took me like maybe 40 hours to beat this game oh uh well 
like the speed run is down to like three hours, which you would at least at that point, I think it's much quicker now. But once you get to a certain point in the game, I'm like, oh man, they have so long to go. And they just like skipped two cutscenes, and then they were like an hour and a half later. I'm like, oh shit, what? I forgot that like Lol. two hours of this game and like the last third of the game is just cutscene. Like that game is padded out by so much just watchable stuff. Anyway, that and they game... have an actual music video in the game. Yeah, the yeah. Let It Go. What? Yeah, like, Let It Go. The, the whole like Let It Go scene from Frozen but, is there, but with sword basically superimposed in the scene. Right, it's like, like <laughs> they're just literally in the corner, and it's basically just Let It Go. But you can hear like Goofy going "whoa," <laughs> while he's like amazed that she's building this ice tower. It's fucking hilarious. You should absolutely look it up. I think I will. Uh, and yeah. Man, I wanted to like that game a whole lot, but I just don't know if I can anymore. It, yeah, it, which I guess chalks I guess up still, to being I a guess Kingdom least Heart favorite fan. would be still a kind of favorite. So, it, yeah, like, yeah. Even the worst something is the best. I, I can't really not say good that, thing. Right, I can't really say that I hated it. It's just that I forgot about it, which I think speaks more. Right. So a lot of its lifespan was just. Trailers and announcements. Yeah. That's the game. Yeah, and I love the trailers. <laughs> and then the game was a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I guess we can just kind of go around the room or however we want to do this. I don't really have any sort of formal way of doing this. What have you guys played this year that's made a good impact on you? Well, y'all know I don't play anything that's not at least like six years old. Great. Shut up then. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I've obviously been playing Apex. Um, yeah, that did come out this year. That did come out this year. If you remember, it was announced and released either one day after each other or right at the same time. It was, it was a surprise. I think it, it was right when it, they were like, and it's available now. Uh, they put up like this big trailer the moment that it went live. Yeah. And uh, man, it got me hooked. It took me, you know, I had been playing Overwatch very seriously um, for, for a couple of years. And I, I assume I would still like Overwatch if I jumped in right now. But the issue was I didn't like playing with five teammates. I love team games, but it's just a high, it's a high risk uh, you know, lifestyle. <laughs> you you go in, and if one person is upset about anything, boy, you're gonna have a bad time. And the higher, you know, do, I do, do, do. yeah, you know, I I wanted I wanted to play to win, and the higher I climbed up the ladder, the the more often I ran into teammates who were just not pleasant, and uh, they really spoiled you know spoiled the game on me. That it stunk. Um, so when Apex came out, it was Battle Royale. I was like, oh, I haven't played this before. Oh, they have abilities and ultimates. I love that. I was not interested in the building and stuff of Fortnite, so this was great for me because I love, you know, I'm not good enough at shooting to, to really climb the ladder that way, but if you've got abilities and ways you can manipulate, you know, all this stuff, and it's a team-only game, which, like, I am way better at teams in any game than I am just solo. Right. So I'm like, man, this hits all the checkboxes for me. Uh, so I tried it out. I... I Definitely wouldn't have stuck with it if I hadn't had friends to play with at the beginning. Um, but I'm still playing it now, and I'm you know as happy as I as I've ever been. I I'm excited to have seen the light of battle royale uh, and actually got my hands it on it. It truly is the apex. Ah, I'm really sad that I never spent more time with it because I know that that would be the one that would really get me into the genre. Uh, and that's just, I think a lot of it is because I really like how Respawn makes their shooters. Like, I like how they feel. They feel really good from, like, the sound design and everything about it. 
but there's like just a lot of really smart choices made in that game. I think the ping system is fucking brilliant still. It's and so it's good. really cool that you're seeing yeah. that stuff kind of pop up everywhere else like I really hoped it would. Right. Yep, setting the trend. I was just talking to somebody this weekend about that where it was specifically great that I don't feel handicapped when I or any of my teammates aren't using a mic. In in Overwatch, if you were in ranked and you didn't have a mic, you idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you doing <laughs> right. in ranked? Like, you mm-hmm. can't play this without a mic. You cannot. Uh, so to have such a dramatic change where, you know, people aren't going to be upset if, like, I can just mute somebody and still see their pings and everything's fine. And I can also mute their pings if I want to. But uh, you can communicate in a way that really reduces the chance of toxicity. And, uh, you know, like if you're a woman and you don't want people to, you know, freak out because you're a girl, which, <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh, it's, dude, it's I, the worst. Yeah. Dude, I was in games of rush all the time and a girl would come in, a woman would come in and immediately people start blasting her and it's like, dude, can we talk about anything besides her gender? Uh, and it was just frustrating cause it wasn't constructive and, right. uh, you know, ah, it was very frustrating. So when I got to apex and it basically took all of my main issues with my at the time favorite game um and solve them not in a not in a way that was like all right we're gonna take these systems out because we don't want you know instead it was like hey we're gonna offer you a robust system that's so comprehensive that you don't need any of that other stuff we just took out the need for it so uh really Definitely happy with very that game accessible too for people who have trouble communicating right or um just trouble using speaking in general mm-hmm. um or those who can't because you know parental controls or whatever yeah like, yeah uh, and you can do like push to talk in there, so it'll say stuff out loud, and it's actually pretty easy to do. I found out. Um, Are you talking about the text speech thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I don't think Overwatch had that, but uh, I'm not sure. I think my favorite thing about it is the movement. The movement in Apex is just it's really it's, good. It's Stellar. awesome. Yeah. Um, no fall damage for one thing. Thank you. Oh, yeah. that's such a game changer. <laughs> yeah. uh, the silence in that game, similar but not to the extreme of uh, of The Last of Us. Man, when that game's quiet and you know there, you know for a fact there have to be people around you. Like when the circle's real small, or you know you're halfway through a match, but there are still a ton of teams out there, but you don't hear any gunfire. Everyone's trying to be quiet because the first person to take a shot, everyone's just gonna dogpile <laughs> on it. So the second, because that's what you're supposed to do. If you hear somebody shooting, you're like, all right, we're gonna come in while they're looking the other direction. And we're gonna mess them up. But then somebody's gonna come behind us and do the same thing. So uh, that tension of, you know, I, I watched some PUBG and some Fortnite. Fortnite, I definitely don't think has the the tension that I was looking for. PUBG kind of has it, but it's just so spread out. The map mm-hmm. is so big. Right. Um, but man, with Apex, when, when you're creeping along and you're just trying, like, you've got to get from point A to point B. You know you're going to be vulnerable. You know there are enemies everywhere, but it's totally silent. It's this great tension of you on mic with your buddies. Everybody's like, uh, you know, everybody's like back to back looking out, just like, is anybody over there? No, like I think we're good. standing on end, adrenaline just coursing through their hands, just like. Yeah, and uh, for everybody to play different heroes um, that that can complement each other. Anyway, it's great. Um, yeah, I talk I, about Apex enough. I, so. yeah. I, I'm not going to talk about Apex at all this month. Uh, you know, spends like half of the whole year talking about. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people are like, unfortunately, going to like overlook that game when it comes to like a lot of game of the year conversation which is a big fucking bummer because that game is really really good it does a lot of really cool stuff brings some new stuff to the genre but i think people are going to overlook it because it is kind of just this multiplayer only battle royale game that it's just like yeah it's it's really easy to dismiss and i really think that sucks 
I don't well, know about... I will say, I hope... So, well, oh, sorry. No, uh, you go well, I don't know about it being solely multiplayer, counting it out of a game of the year, because when Splatoon first came out, it won game of the year at the game, the video game awards. Uh, oh, did it, it really? It was like, I think it was like shooter of the year or game of the year. I can't mm. remember. It was one of the two or both. I think it might have been shooter of the year. That's pretty cool. It was game of the year, but... I mean, it, it's surely they're one of them. One of sure, them, for sure. Yeah, but and it's multiplayer only too. Right. I mean, it did have a single com- player campaign, mm-hmm. but its main draw, its core experience, was the multiplayer, mm-hmm. um, you know, aspect. Mm. I, I, I also think it does kind of speak to how many good games have come out this year so far. It, 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 I think that game is easy to get buried, and especially since it came out so early in the year, people are going to forget about it by the right. time like November, December rolls around. You know. Yeah, and we it's have we year. have games that are coming out that are like almost like new genres. You know. Uh, not really, but you know, Slay the Spire, and, and we talked last week about uh, all the card like deck building games that are coming out. Um, you know, Apex is a battle royale game, and it, that comes with baggage. So I think it's easy to just be like, "Oh, it's another one of those." I will say them coming out with another brand new map instead of just revamping the existing one. I'm really hoping that's enough to have people step back in and check it out because I mean, the game feels fresh every time I pick up that game. Like every game I jump into, I feel like it's a fresh start. Anything we could do, anything right now, we could all pick up different weapons. We could land in a different place. We could, you know, play really aggressive, or we could just sneak. But it just feels fresh every game. I don't feel like it's samey, and I really expected it to be. Even when I watch other battle royales, I feel like, and okay. especially since it's an EA game. Well, it's on EA Origins thing thing, mm-hmm. right? And then, well, you play yeah. on, you play on PS4, don't you? You don't? You play on PC? Oh, oh I do play on PS4. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But like when it first came out, I don't know if it was multi-platform then, but I knew it came out, you know, a computer. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's, it was multi-platform. Was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I play on PC, so I have to go through EA Origins. And mm-hmm. so it really surprised me because it was like, EA? I'm not really sure, but it looks like fun. And look at this Lifeline character. She's awesome. And, you know. Yeah. yeah. Lifeline like that's, she's literally the only reason I started playing the game was Lifeline. Lifeline's uh, cool. <laughs> well, I was, I was telling, um, I was talking to my friend uh, yesterday where... Whoever it was who pointed it out, sorry, I'm forgetting whoever this was. When the game came out, there were eight characters available, but you can only play six of them. The other two had to be unlocked with in-game currency, but the currency is really easy to get, so you, I really didn't feel like I had to pay any money to get them. Um, but of those six characters, there were uh, one, two, two... So there's a robot, a Samoan, three women... Two of them are black. Two of them are black, and Bloodhound, who you can't see, who's gender... They're gender neutral. Ambiguous, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, so I, I didn't think anything of that. You know, I, I just enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the characters. And, and the uh, Samoan is uh, homosexual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Mirage is bisexual. Uh, but he was one of the uh, DLC characters, he and Caustic, so they're both white men. Yeah. But they were not, yeah. you know, they were, like, behind the paywall, to, like, so to pay speak. For him. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was neat. That was, that yeah, was so cool it was thing. cool. So, like, as soon as you jump into the game, there's just a super diverse cast of characters. Um, and and you know, a lot of the games I go into are either all women or women and a robot, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, but I really, like, I really like what's going on in that game. There's just such a diverse cast of characters. Same with Overwatch. Um... Uh, I like that. I like that it makes people feel visible in a way that's not in your face at all. Like I didn't realize the thing about you know not playing a white man until somebody else pointed out, and I was like, oh, I like that. That's funny. <laughs> like I like the characters already, but that's that's a kind of a novel little thing. Um, yeah, they, they that was clearly an intentional choice. Um, they could have they could have just thrown in a bunch of unremarkable characters, and they they chose not right. to. So. 
That's just cool. Yeah. Uh, so let's what talk else, about a different what else have y'all been, uh, What else have y'all been playing this year? Um, well, I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. Cool. I'm just gonna leave for yeah. like 30 minutes. Bye. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I don't know if this counts because it came out in December of last uh, who year. Cares? I'm pretty sure it's, it's December. But with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah. I am so obsessed with, it's a love letter to everyone that's in that game. 100%. And one of the things that makes me uh, really personally close to it is that um, Sakurai recently announced that, you know, it's kind of a love letter to Iwata, who who passed away, I think, two years ago. Yeah, that On my birthday, which made me so sad. It was a bittersweet day. That made me Uh, cry (laughs) when he was just like, yeah, I'm I'm going in this hard because, like, his last mission to me was to do this. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to (laughs) cry. That man works so hard. Oh, my God. And I wish the community as a whole, not like our local scene, sure. but uh, would be a little bit more appreciative, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think... Reading, reading their Twitter, like the Smash Twitter, quote-unquote, is a chore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I definitely... I'm like sort of... I have like adjacent visibility into some of that. I follow like a few higher level like multi uh, melee and ultimate players on Twitter and... Like, I see a lot of them, and for the most part, they're just like, yeah, like, this is great. Like, I'm super excited about all of this. But then, like, people will get in the replies where, like, this fucking sucks. I'm like, man, fuck off. Right. Like, yeah. you know. And it's just nipping me over the tiniest I, things. I really, 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 really would love for Sakurai to rest. But I really, I think I've just resigned myself to the fact that he's just never going to. He and doesn't. I don't think there's anything. And he doesn't anything. even look like he doesn't get sleep. He looks the same age for, like, I, the last 15 it, years. It sucks, yeah. but I really just don't think there's anything anyone can do about it. Yeah, I don't think he has a gear below, like, third gear. I don't think like, so he either. just can't. He's it, always cranked up to 11. Totally. Yeah. Always. And, like, I'm really grateful for, like, the work he does. And, like, obviously, like you were saying, Smash is a total love letter to really just video games in general. And, man, like, I, I don't think that if anybody else was in charge of this game, it would have come out the way it did. All right, look what happened to yeah. PlayStation All-Stars. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, what I did happen to that? <laughs> really, I would love a sequel to that game. It was actually a lot of fun. I had a lot was of it? fun with yes. it, and I think a I sequel would have been great. Oh, Shout out to my boy Spike. <laughs> Give me another fucking Ape Escape game, please. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Smash Ultimate. <laughs> um, other than that, um, it hasn't come out yet, but I'm really looking forward to Pokemon. So oh, same. same here, yeah. A lot of my favorite games of this year are, are not going to be out yet. Well, Damon X Machina is really, 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 I really good. I have been really wanting to pick that up. I'm a big Armored Core fan, but there's just so many other games that are like higher up on my list that I want to play. See, you're reminding me more of Zone of the Enders. I Great. never, I never I played Armored Core, too. so maybe that's... I don't uh, know. Yeah, Armored Core is very much uh, a little bit less anime flashy than okay. Damon X Machina, but like a lot of the art team and a lot of the people who worked on Armored Core worked on Damon X Machina. It's very oh. much like build your robot from the ground up with different parts and then go and do missions and stuff like that. Well, there's a free prologue demo that you can uh, Yeah, download. I need to play that demo, but God. And the, process trans- or the progress transfers over to the, to the main game, which is something that you enjoy, Mr. Dragon Quest. So. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
man, I, I might get to it maybe December when things slow down, but then... You know, 10 years from now when you're done playing Destiny. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> quarter one. I can't the wait to play 100 hour games. Machina now. Yeah. Well, fuck, like, once I'm done with all of these games, like, once Persona 5 Royal hits, then it's just over for me. Because I'm going to spend another 100 plus hours in that game, too. I think I'll watch that one, because I was wanting it to come to Switch. I would love to be able to play a Persona game that I could take anywhere with me. Mm. And I don't... Scramble is not... It's one of those games like, you know, Hyrule Warriors or yeah. whatever. Like, I'll probably get it. Yeah, I, I will. But I, I really want, I I really want Royal on the Switch. Please. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love for it to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen just because every single mainline Persona game has always been on a PlayStation system and I don't see that changing. I mean, yeah. so it was Final Fantasy until, you know, PlayStation came in and was like, uh, we have CDs now, so... Uh, sure, sure. But <laughs> I, I, still I, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that... Uh, you're more likely to see Persona games on PC than play, than anything other than a PlayStation console. That's fair enough. Uh, just beca- especially because of how well the like Yakuza games have been doing on PC, and like that's under the big Sega umbrella. I think they would definitely be all right with like, eh, we'll just put Persona Five on PC. Like, sure, yeah, totally. I'd love for more people to play it. Or completely mm-hmm. blindside us with a new Dreamcast system, and then <laughs> <laughs> that Man, would be, be wild. F- absolutely fucking wild. Um, Dude, can you imagine if somebody else came out with a console right now that was that was similarly to the Switch, just outside of the old model of a generation cycle? Where so Google? Uh, yeah. If that, <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got like Stadia in the works. Yeah. But imagine if you had. I mean, of course, the the Dreamcast was totally unique to its time for a lot of reasons. And if you recreated it today, it wouldn't. You know, it wouldn't be a one to one. Uh, thing like they had networking for the first time. They, you could go online the, with the what do they call the MVUs? Or shout whatever out to the VMU. The, the, VMU is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. VMU, okay, cool. so cool. And so that stuff's all cool. Uh, if if somebody came up with a, a similarly impressive and uh, totally ingenuitive, ingenuity, ingenious, there it is. Uh, I think ingenuitive is a word. All right, well, I, I like it. Oh, yeah. I could use it again. Great. Okay. We'll just add it to the top generic. It's fine. There you go. Uh, <laughs> favorite words of 2019. Uh, I would like to see something like that that's similar to the Nintendo Switch uh, existed in its own cycle that, um, you know, it'd be tough for somebody who's not Nintendo to try to be Nintendo, but I'm more interested in seeing stuff that's adjacent to this this cycle. Like, yeah, we're going to have upgrades and hardware changes and stuff, but the Nintendo Switch is such a versatile console, you know, that has a diverse... You know, different ways you can play, but also a, a huge diversity in its games now, unlike the, oh, sure. the Wii U, you know, for example. But, uh, you know, the, the Vita was cool. It just it didn't really work out. Pours them out. Pours them out. I love but my fucking Vita. I'd like to see another it. company do something similar to Sony's take on the Vita slash, uh, you know, console. The Vita died really so like that the Switch may live. On that. It did. Where you could just locally, like, boop. Okay, well, let's share content with each other. Okay, all right, cool. Now I just got a bonus item in my game. Like, I thought that was really neat. Dude, it's I thought... It was like Street Pass from... Totally. Yeah. I yeah. thought I had, like, a million-dollar idea, and, I mean, I still still kind of think I did. My my friend in college showed me the Highlander games, or, like, the... Skylanders? Uh, the Skylander yes. games. Ah, okay. Where, uh, you know, you set this th- this statue on the pedestal, and you get something in the game which will unlock, you know, a character which allows you to reach this area you couldn't reach before. And now, you you know, so this physical thing that you bought unlocked... Um, kind of save data, but it really it unlocked uh, in just in-game content, kind of like DLC. And so I was like, man, I hope like what I want to happen is that someone creates something like this. Obviously, this was before Amiibos existed, 
Uh, I was like, I want somebody to create something that's just like this, except you can have like your statue with your character of whatever game you're playing and you can take it with you. And when you go over to your friends places, this like cool statue that is like, you know, a collector's item, but it's also representative of like maybe who your favorite character is or something. When you take it over to your friend's console, it has your save data on it, any customization. Uh, I think Starlink does that. I think it does too. Yeah. yeah. The, the, it comes with the, 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 like the big the ship, ship thing. one. Yeah. yeah. I don't actually know. I never spent any time with I that. And, that. I don't know. Yeah, like I, so if you did that where it wasn't like super expensive, but basically it gave you a physical representation of how your identity as a gamer in whatever game you're playing. Well, then of course they came out with Amiibos. Yeah, man. And it was like, oh, they, they kind of did that. Uh, you know, and when I saw that, it was kind of validating for me because I was like, oh man, you know, of course I wish I had, could have gotten paid to, to think about this <laughs> stuff. But, um, you know, I, I was proud of myself for coming up with this like out of thin air idea or something. And then to see Nintendo come up with this and just run with it. Um, that was so cool because, you know, I, I thought my idea was creative because I'm like, haha, I came up with something smart. <laughs> uh, but then to see somebody actually take such a huge risk and, and come up with something um, and, and go all in, it wasn't half-assed. It wasn't, um, you know, it, it hasn't gone anywhere now. I mean, both still come out for all sorts of stuff. Even, you know, in, in uh, Odyssey, I could get three different amiibos that unlock. Um, Shout out to Wedding Bowser. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think have it's, that one. It's my favorite amiibo. I love it. Does, so I think I think that's the one that I was thinking about getting. I well, bought it with my Switch because I got the because you got Odyssey, Odyssey Switch. Right, okay. Yeah, I think Wedding Peach would be my favorite, which is weird because I don't even have her yet. Yeah, which is I, weird oh, yeah. because yeah. you know how obsessed I am with Princess Peach. Right, the right. listeners <laughs> don't, but you guys do. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't I don't know how I got off on that topic, but uh, I, I really want to see more. Oh, because the Dreamcast. I, I want to see a new, just like a brand spanking new take on some hardware because we're in this mid-cycle, all kind of, we're at the end of the cycle of this generation. At least it feels like it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have Stadia that may or may not be awesome. No, it's <laughs> no. gonna fly. Yeah, who knows? Because yeah, Google we, might just We still don't actually know the day that launches and it is almost October and it right. comes out in November. Wait, it's supposed to, what? Yeah, it, it launches right. in November. We don't actually have well, like a hard and fast date for it yet. Stadia is dead. This just I, in. Uh, okay. It's, it's the Coliseum um, now. You know, it's just the bare bones like structure of what could have been or what used to be. Like. <laughs> right. <laughs> A yeah, few there's on that though. There's definitely promise for that. I'm I'm, I'm really interested to see how that's received. But I, oh, man, I I don't know if the pricing model with what they're going for is the right way to do it. Because right now they're doing the kind of traditional marketplace model, but they're like advertising it as like this big streaming service. But uh-huh. you, if you're going to do that, I think you need to take just a full ass Games Pass style approach. Right. And Google certainly has the money to put up for that. Obviously, I'm not a business person. I'm not like privy to any of these budgets mm-hmm. or anything like that. But I, I, I feel like they're just kind of going about this in the wrong way. How's the DRM on the Stadia thing? Like, do we know how they're going to handle that? Are they going to have, like, so, I mean, exclusives? Or is it just going to be, like, free DRM? Or... So, I mean, it's all, like, streamed through your Google account to right. a browser. But you, you still have. have to buy the games. Like, yes. So, I don't know. I think they're just tied to your Google account, I would uh, imagine. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I, we don't know yeah. anything about that right now. There's no, like, there's, I think, pricing stuff out there, but there's no, like... Uh, how purchases work and like all of that stuff out yeah. there. If I had bought a founder's pack, I feel like right about now I'd be like, all right guys. Yeah. We'll look look, uh, looking for that. Release date. Yeah. Do stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm interested to see that. Uh, 
I don't know how we got here. <laughs> so, From, like the hardware thing, like our, yeah, the yeah, but even then, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the Wii remotes actually did do uh, the save data carryover thing. By the way, before Amiibo what, came out, what did Wii remotes? You could do save data. What? Yeah, you could transfer uh, certain games. Had you could transfer, put your save data on uh, Wii remotes and then carry it over, and then all. I think the first game to do that was Smash Bros. I had no idea. I think I could so, be wrong. How, how, how does it? How does Amiibo carry... is pronounced Amiibo? There's no S. There's, There's no. no physical thing <laughs> yeah, on it. Thomas. <laughs> Wait, what what I say? It's pronounced amiibo. There's no S. Oh. Well, I also say Aldi's because I grew up oh, with my okay, mom well, saying I say Aldi's. That too, right, that's, well. that's, that's yeah, bad. so okay. sometimes an S just finds its way in it's there. It's just been hammered into my brain through like my official Nintendo training. Yeah. Like, they're like, <laughs> it's lowercase a, no S. And you can't say die because there's children. Like, so. <laughs> so, like, I guess since we're just talking about amiibo now, uh, I think it was fucking brilliant that they were like, hey, yeah, they're just going to be like the real life trophies from Smash. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I've yeah. always wanted to have these. So like, I think that was a really smart move. It makes sense, though, because the whole genre genre of like you know skylanders and amiibo and all totally. that it's called toys to life that's the genre right, the right. so when they did that the little translation of that yeah you know. yeah i like that i'm i'm not that interested in collecting like physical stuff uh very much but you know nintendo has a lot of there's a lot of really good amiibos and the fact that it has functionality with it too is just icing on the cake uh so yeah i, I think that's a brilliant model i wouldn't mind seeing more of that in whatever form <laughs> Give me a Guiji amiibo, you fucking Gooigi, cowards! Guiji, baby, I need it. Give me, give me I Kratos. Need it bad. I want a Mr. L one. Yeah, that'd be great. I think that in would fact, be awesome. If, if Ultimate could come up with two more skins per character, just so I could have Guiji Luigi and oh, Mr. L Luigi, hundred percent. And that's the only patch. That and Drive Bowser. And Drive Bowser. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Give me Wedding Bowser. Fuck, dude. Like, straight up yes. Overwatch and oh, Apex. If I could, if I could spend twenty dollars, fifteen or twenty dollars. And get an in-game skin because that's the price of like the the season pass is like ten bucks and you get way more than one or two skins and a bunch of other stuff in there. But uh, if I was like, hey, I want to put something on my, you know, mantle, can I pay twenty bucks or even you know thirty bucks? I don't care for this cool looking skin and then I get the skin in the game and the only way I can get it is through this. You know, that that'd be a cool thing. I feel like they'd make money off of that. The people who want that stuff would I pay say for that. Fortnite and, does that, but I could be wrong. I, there's definitely games that have done stuff like that before. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they're tuning yeah. out now that there has to be one. Yeah, totally. there has to be. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. I, when I'm saying this out loud, I, yeah, it's a good idea. We can support you. But <laughs> yeah, because <like, laughs> yeah, some of the stuff there was uh, there's some Overwatch models that were super legit and uh, very expensive. Yep. I mean, I'm talking like two, oh, two, three hundred dollars. Talking about like, the championship ones, like a uh, Lunar Tracer or Lunar Mercy or whatever. Uh, and, uh, well, those are cool skins, but I'm thinking physical stuff. There was like a. Uh, oh, you Hanzo mean like statue. actual model models? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like in-game models. Okay. I was uh, like, huh? Hmm. But no, there's some dope. Yeah, well, I paid I paid $15 for the Mercy breast cancer skin. That was a pretty sweet one. Oh, I, pay, I got pink that one, one too. It yeah. was cute. Yeah. And also, you know, breast cancer research is important. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm donating charity. Give me that skin. <laughs> yeah, right. They, 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 made, they donated a whole lot of money from that. They did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they donated a whole lot of money really quickly from that. Um, I'd like to see more of that stuff in, in games where it's just like... It's so easy to donate to charitable stuff and right. skins. They're just vanity items. Man, give me, give me. I mean, you're printing money at that point. Totally. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to be able to do that stuff without paying two hundred dollars for a really sick, like floating magnetic May, uh, whatever snowball. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. snowball. Um, that's super cool. But it's like three hundred dollars or Are something. Well, it's either two hundred or three hundred. The Hanzo one is like two hundred plus. Is the technology that's inside worth that much? Do you think? There's no technology in those. That's just a well. It's a big ass intricate statue hmm. i mean so i understand it i just like a cheaper smaller version of that 
must be lined with platinum or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the diamond in it somewhere. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got it to geode. You have to smash it to find the. Oh no! But poor Snowball. <laughs> I have like the plush one. And you kind of like interchange the face plates. It's really cool. It's so cute, and it like the little legs spin on it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. All right, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and pull the reins back on all this. All right, all right, yeah. Really derailed Really here. in a rabbit hole. Uh, now it's time to shout out our Hero of the Week. Uh, this is a segment where we signal boost somebody that's doing something positive or awesome in the gaming space. Um, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, it was really the first like sentence that I said on this show. Um, but today's Hero of the Week, uh, I am going to give to the YouTube creator. My name is Biff, B-Y-F. Uh, he's the one who put together that four-hour Destiny lore video. Uh I was kind of flipping through his channel a little bit, and it's he basically has these very kind of in-depth but like relatively brief, except for the four-hour one, just like (laughs) (laughs) uh, just breakdowns of like Destiny lore and like lore surrounding like certain things and different events in like the history, like the chronological history of the world of Destiny, Uh, and it's really accessible. He prevent he presents it in this way where it's almost kind of like a history documentary. Uh, just in terms of, like, the quality. Like, he commissions artists uh, to basically, like, draw art if, like, footage of this particular event or, like, art surrounding a character doesn't actually exist. And he, like, commissions artists to, like, go into and, like, do descriptions. He works with a bunch of creators in, like, the Destiny space to, like, put together this stuff as, like, just kind of a benefit for the community. So I wanted to give him a shout-out. Uh, they're really cool, and his voice is really deep and cool, and I really, really like that video a whole lot. Shout out to that guy. Deep voice. Yeah. Baritone. Uh, so yeah, I, I I don't remember the URL, and I probably should have looked that up, but if you just look for BYF, uh, Biff, then you will totally find him, and I recommend checking that out. If you are Destiny inclined, or if you're just interested about the world, if you're going to jump in, I don't recommend watching the whole four hours, but I mean, there's some interesting stuff in there for sure. Yeah. I mean, four hours is brief, like, you know, in dog I just years, like had it's like it a dog on, minute. I just, like, <laughs> dog I just like had it on during work and like mostly listened to it and it was like super digestible and he presents it in a really cool way. Yeah, that stuff's great. I, I told you for the show, I watched something similar to that uh, for Elder Scrolls and Fallout. And that's a really cool way for a fan to create something that you know, it is their own creation, but it allows other people who enjoy a franchise to see deeper into it without, without having to put in a commitment other than watching their content. Yeah. It was good for me too, because I never played the first one. I jumped in at vanilla destiny. What did I know that you've never played the first one? one. No, uh, I jumped in at vanilla destiny two and was just kind of like, all right, I kind of know what's going on. And then after this, I'm like, okay, I like have a base level understanding of, what the fuck all of this shit means, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Uh, so yeah, definitely go check that guy out. Uh, a a fifteen minute God of War recap was the only reason Lizzie and I were able to understand God of War, yeah, uh, at all. That's and fair. if that didn't exist, I mean, you know, somebody else would have created a wiki or something. Uh, but that's pretty cool that people are willing to make that stuff so digestible. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Debbie, thank you so much for coming by and hanging out with us. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Is there anything that you would like to plug, or where can people find you on the internet? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter, at SovereignSid, uh, S-Y-D. Uh, if you uh, search it, it'll be like the Black Princess Peach. That's the first one you'll see. And it's obsessed with purple, like so I'll be easily found there. Great. Um, you can also find me at the same handle on Twitch, once Perfect. I break my hiatus. That's I, been going on. I can relate to that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. um, all oh, right. I'll try and get some content out there for you guys. <laughs> Excellent. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show this week. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by. Uh, if you like what you heard, please consider kicking us a buck or 12 at patreon.com slash heroes podcasts. Yeah, we need more show. rock band songs. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, that'll help the show and network grow to do even cooler stuff. If you can't contribute financially, that's okay, too. Share the show with a friend or rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. If you have any questions or ideas for topics to cover, hit us up on Twitter at GamerHeroesPod, and your submissions could make the show. You can find me on Twitter at TheCamdyMan. Thomas is at TeganNotSarah1. And if you're in the Kansas City area or even just passing through, be sure to check out at GG underscore Kansas underscore City on Twitter or GGKC on Facebook. We've got links to different gaming events and communities in the area that would love to have you be a part of them. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and I hope you have a great rest of your day and a better tomorrow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.